In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, through Lent, I've chosen this topic of what makes a Lutheran, or what's distinctive about Lutherans. And so the, my, the most concise answer I can come up with is that Lutherans for sure know that they're sinners. That's what makes us Lutheran. We know that we're sinners. And so throughout these, these midweek services coming up, I want to talk about what Lutherans believe about baptism, confession, and communion. And all of those topics are so important precisely because we know that we are sinners. And so we'll walk through what the small catechism teaches on those subjects, and we'll explore how they're taught in the Bible. And so Ash Wednesday gives us the time to talk about why. Why baptism? Why confession? Why communion? are so needed for us as Christians. And so to introduce this, I'm going to read for you a paragraph from Martin Luther's preface to his small catechism. Luther wrote his catechism, which is a teaching book, after he had visited congregations around Germany, after the Reformation had really begun to grow. And so pastors and congregations were beginning to rediscover the gospel and churches were beginning to pull away from what they had felt had been oppressive Roman Catholic dogma. But what Luther found when he went out to visit congregations was that the people in the churches actually knew very little or nothing about Christianity. He found that the people didn't know the Lord's Prayer, they didn't know the Ten Commandments, they didn't know the Apostles' Creed, they didn't know the basics of their faith. But even more disturbing for Luther was that once the Reformation had started, people stopped going to Mass. The rules of the Roman Catholic Church no longer applied to them, so the people thought they didn't need to show up for communion anymore. They didn't need it anymore. And so in response to this, Luther writes, For a person not to prize highly the sacrament is tantamount to saying that he has no sin, no flesh, no devil, no world, no death, no danger, no hell. That is to say, he believes in none of these, although he is overwhelmed by them, and he is the devil's possession twice over. On the other hand, he needs no grace, life, paradise, kingdom of heaven, Christ, God, or any good thing. Surely, if he recognized how much evil is in him and how much he needs all the good things he lacks, he would not neglect the sacrament which gives help against such evil and bestows so much goodness. He will not need to be forced by law to the sacrament, but will himself come running in a hurry to the Lord's table, constrained within himself and pressing you to give him the sacrament. And so what Luther says here is that we have the sacraments because we have such a great need for them. We have the sacraments because daily, we are forced to contend with sin, the flesh, the devil, the world, with death, with danger, with hell. And if we understood the weight of that reality, then we would run to receive the sacrament. The Roman Catholic canons, the laws of the Catholic Church, said that everyone was required to receive communion once a year on Easter, at a minimum. And so people would dutifully fill that obligation but otherwise, they would often fail to grasp the full goodness of the sacrament. Communion became a law to fulfill. It was an annual box to check off and not a gracious gift to receive. 
So Ash Wednesday for us and the observation of Lent are supposed to be opportunities in the church year for Christians to to be reminded of their need, and especially of their need for the gracious gifts of God. Today, specifically, we hear that we are to remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. We are dying, all of us. Every moment is a moment closer to our bodies failing, to the moment we will pass from this life to the next. And of course, I don't say that as kind of emotional manipulation or because I want to be macabre or anything like that, but that is a reality for us. It's why the psalmist prays, teach us to number our days, O Lord, so that we may have understanding. As Christians, we want to be mindful that we are mortal, that we are going to die. Because so many influences, the devil and the world, always want us to believe the opposite. The powers which attempt to work against God want us to be convinced that we will live forever, that we will always be healthy, and that our suffering will be limited. The devil wants us to think like that because with that frame of mind, it's very easy to forget that we have a great need. It becomes easy to believe that we are self-sufficient. It's easy to become prideful in our own abilities and our own current health in our own life situations where we have it all together. And likewise, the devil wants to convince us that we don't really sin that much. We're basically pretty wonderful people who make mistakes here and there. We're tempted to overlook how idolatrous, how selfish our hearts can truly be. And when we don't see ourselves as sinners, it's easy to forget that we have a great need. And it's very easy to go along with the world and to suppose that there's no enmity between the world and between God. We're always tempted to go along with the winds of our culture and assume that all is progress. It's easy to go along with the world to believe that the world's assumptions about money and happiness, relationships, that these are all acceptable for us as Christians. But when we do that, we will find it's very easy to forget that we have a great need a great need to rely on God as our source of life. And so that's what today is all about. It's a reminder that we have a great need. We have a need for life, because without God's intervention, our only future is the grave. We have a need for forgiveness, because without God, we will be hopelessly lost in our sins. Our hearts without God are sinful. And we cannot fix ourselves. There's no spiritual discipline. There's no self-help program that's going to fix us. We need God. We need God as our source of life and well-being. Because without him, we are going to latch on to the temporary things and not the things that are eternal. And of course, you get the point. We are sinners. We are mortals. We are lost. We're reminded of all of this. We're reminded that we have these great needs precisely so we can remember that we have an even greater Savior. Our Savior is greater than our sin, greater than the grave, greater than our wandering hearts. And that seems obvious here and now, but in our day-to-day living, it isn't always obvious. C.S. Lewis writes of a child playing in the mud, And that child might have a great time making mud pies in the mud. But that child doesn't realize he is just in the mud. 
until someone takes them out of the mud and takes them on a wonderful beach vacation. And at that point, the child knows the world is full of so much more than playing in the mud. For us, we can forget that we also can get stuck in the mud. And when we do that, we forget that God is greater than our mud. God has something greater for us. God has something greater than sin, than death, than flesh, than the devil, the world. He has something greater than hell. God has for us grace and life, paradise. He has for us the kingdom of heaven. He has for us his very own son, Jesus Christ our Lord. These are the good things God wants to fill us with. But if we don't confess our need, we'll never be open to receiving them. And so likewise, the sacraments of baptism and communion only become wonderful gifts when we know our need. When we know that we are sinners in need of forgiveness, these become the true treasures of our life. When we know that our, in our sinfulness we would run from God, they become good news for us because they show us that God is coming to us, and that he has claimed us and not forgotten us. In just a few moments, we'll put ashes on our foreheads. And again, not because we're morbid, not because we're trying to feel bad about ourselves, not because we're trying to fulfill some kind of ritual, but we put ashes on our foreheads to remind us to run to God's gifts. The ashes are a reminder that apart from God's grace, we lack everything good in this world. But with his grace, we lack nothing. He gives himself to us. And with Christ, he promises he's going to raise us up out of the dust. Amen.